When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's where you get updates directly from us, from the arena, before they go on X, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, or anywhere else. We put them on our host updates channel. we got eight other channels there. All of which except one, I believe. You just communicate with each other, and then we pop in and we talk to you during the day about the heat. So check it out off the floor. That's our new Discord. We've got the link to it right here in the description on YouTube, on the podcast channels, and also pinned to the top of the Five Reasons Twitter page. And also make sure, we keep telling people this, when you go to sign up, scroll down, scroll down to find how to sign up for the server. The button is right there. Also, check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. That includes Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN or 5 Reasons. You can use 5 Reasons also. That's the number 5 Reasons if that's easier. BetterEdge.com. You get $20 to play with that code. And this is legal sports betting in the state of Florida and 43 other states because you're betting against others who use it. If you don't like the line, Dolphins plus three and a half, when I don't like that line, by the way, you can find another line on Better Edge because it's a marketplace. So you can search for the line that you want. You're not stuck with the lines that they give you. So check it out at betteredge.com. Use the code five reasons or five RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to this gang. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor, on the Five Reasons YouTube channel, as well as on the Five Reasons podcast feeds. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can find me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. I got Brady Hawk. You can find him at Brady Hawk 305 and Alex Salito. You can find at Tropical Blanket. And today we're going to talk about usage. And so first we have to describe what usage is. We had Sean Rochester on playback today. Make sure you're checking out playback when we do that. We go over the previous day's game. And also, of course, we're there for the live games, which we stream there. But essentially, it's how many, how, how many of the possessions a player uses essentially um and it's it's designed essentially to 
I'm using the word essentially a lot today. It's designed to basically say, now I'm using basically, uh, it's designed to show sort of how ball dominant somebody is. Um, and it's not a perfect number. And the fact that it's not a perfect number is indicated that by the fact that if you go to different websites, you'll find different usage numbers because it seems like everybody calculates it a little bit differently. But for the purposes of this exercise, we've chosen the stats.nba.com site, went to the heat page, and just basically looked for the advanced stats and looked for usage. So what we're going to do today is we're going to take a look at it and we're going to say who should be more and who should be less especially if this team is ever healthy. And that is, of course, the caveat because the so-called big three of this team, Adebayo, Butler, and Hero, have started and finished only six games together. So I put the over-under for the rest of the season at nine and a half, and I don't know if we would play that up or down. Um, But let's get to it. I'm going to read you guys the usage numbers, and just tell me first before we get into who should be more or less sort of what pops out to you. So we'll start with Alex here, but I'm going to go down the list here. Number one in usage for the Miami Heat is Tyler Hero, 27.9. Bam Adebayo, 27.3. Jimmy Butler, 24.9. We're going to throw out Cole Swider because this is a seven-game sample size um, in which he's averaged five minutes. So take that one out of the equation. Kevin Love is fourth at 20.3. Caleb Martin, who's only played 20 games, but that's enough to qualify. After all, Hero's only played 19. Uh, 19.2. Jaime Jaquez, who's the only Heat player to play every game this season. He's played all 37. 18.7. Duncan Robinson, 18.6. Thomas Bryant, 18.1. Of course, he's now out of the rotation. Jamal Kane in his 14 games, 15.9. Orlando Robinson, 15.9. Nikola Jovic in his 11 games, 15.5. Josh Richardson, 15.3. Haywood Highsmith, 13.3. And the reason I gave you guys some of the part-time players here was to sort of spotlight this particular player. Who do you think is next, Alex, on the list? Who haven't I mentioned? G. Willikers. Hmm. I wonder who it is. Lowry. 13.2. He is first, second, even taking Swider out here. So everybody has played at least 10 games. Hero, Adebayo, Butler, that's three. Love, four. Martin, five. Hawkins, six. Robinson, seven. That's Duncan. Uh, Thomas Bryant, Thomas Bryant, eighth. Jamal Kane, ninth. Orlando Robinson, tenth. Nikola Jovic, eleventh. Josh Richardson, twelfth. Heywood Highsmith, thirteenth. Kyle Lowry is fourteenth on the team in usage. Um, uh, he's got to be the only star starting point guard in the league that's not in the top six or seven in usage on his team, I would think. Uh, what is the biggest thing that jumps out to you, Alex, on that list? Um, honestly, it kind of tracks with how I thought about it. And, you know, we were talking about this in our chat um, before the show, basically just that, like, I'm not sure if there is. And, you know, John Jablanca, this is this is your bat signal. Uh, if there's a way to to filter what these guys use okay. with other guys in like, you know, Tyler's usage with Jimmy on and let's say like their main, their core eight or nine guys, you know what I mean? Just like with most of the team healthy, just which obviously we haven't seen much, or maybe, maybe you bring it down to like their core six guys, right? Just to get a feel for how they are when most of the team and most of their best players are there. Unfortunately, we, we don't have that, but based on the usage that, that you just listed, it tracks with what I thought because it very much feels like Tyler and Bam 
are doing a lot out there. It feels like they are in charge of a lot offensively. And um, really nothing else jumps out to me. Like, I'm only surprised that Jimmy's isn't even lower because I do feel like he, he's off the ball more often this year. I don't feel like he's pounding it as much when he is on the ball. Um, he just, uh, you know, I, I haven't. I haven't felt him as much this season. So I'm I'm surprised his usage isn't even lower. But of course, Jimmy was playing for a good amount of time there without Tyler. And then of course the stretch without Bam. So the only reason Jimmy's usage isn't even lower than that is because of that that long stretch there without those guys, uh, and specifically Tyler. So uh, it, it about tracks with 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 the eye test, in my opinion. Some set to you, Brady. Well, what jumps out to me, Kevin Love being fourth, I think is a big one. Uh, like, And it doesn't even surprise me, to be honest, because as we've seen recently, I mean, usage is, is a big part of it is like actions that are being run through a player with the ball in their hands. And he is so core and key to everything they do offensively, even in the lineups with Bam, but mostly without. Like they're going to run the normal pick and pop stuff. They've been doing the mid post stuff. They've been doing high, low stuff. So everything is kind of running through Kevin Love in those lineups where even if it's not to score, they're using him a ton. So that doesn't really uh, surprise me much. Uh, the Kyle Lowry in an absolute battle with Drew Smith, I think is a <laughs> definitely a surprising factor, even though it probably shouldn't be. And it's one of the reasons why when Tyler Hero is being drilled with questions of how do you feel about, you know, being moved to the starting point guard spot without Kyle? And it's like, He's like, well, I basically do the same thing anyway with him. And this is the reason because he's, he's Kyle's mostly off ball anyway. And all the actions are going to Tyler, no matter who is playing with him. That's why this stuff is positionless because it's just all about who has the ball in their hands. And I guess the one other thing that sticks out, which I think a lot of people will point to is maybe Nikolajovich in the fact that when he is playing, it feels like he should have the ball in his hands more often. And I think we've seen a little bit of an uptick of that over the last two games where he's running a lot more actions. They're, they're putting him in these pick and rolls or letting him play make over the top, letting him run. You say that for Hawkins too. You could, you could, but I feel the thing with Hawkins is that the, he's played so much more that I feel like it's, it's harder to get a, a, you know, kind of a tell on, on when, like what the situation is. Whereas Jovic, when he's played, you can almost always say that he should have the ball in his hands when he's playing because he's always, it's always for a situation where they're down some guys. So, and it's a I'd testament to him not like pounding the ball as I'm starting to interrupt, but like the way that he's just constantly making getting like, the he next gets pass. the ball out quick, right? Yeah, he he gets the ball to stands quick, and he can kind of make those quick reads. But I think still maybe a little bit of uptick there would would be interesting just to see how this offense would run in that range. I look, there are only positive minutes last game were were Nikola Jovic's minutes, and I'm not sitting here saying like plus minus is a big thing here, but. It's kind of a, a translating factor that when he has the ball in his hands in these lineups, the good things have happened offensively. So. Uh, those are kind of the key things that stuck out. And I, I know what we're going to get at, Ethan. I know we're going to get at the top guys, and that's probably going to be the key. But I wanted to say really quickly, last year, I think Jimmy, Bam, and Hero were all even, like around 25 usage. They were. They were, they were like year, within a decimal point of each other, right. like point one of each other. Which is wild. But it's pretty similar to what Tyler and Bam are doing. And it probably – I don't like – actually, I don't know. I don't know if Jimmy, even if he was healthy, would be at their level. I don't think that would happen like what happened last year. But I think it is pretty similar that it's instead of being 25, it's 27. And it's just because of them picking up the, the, the slack from Jimmy in these missed games. Well, Jimmy was over 30 in the playoffs last year. So, I, and again, that tracks. That's why I'm saying, like, it's not a perfect stat, but the eye test kind of told us that last year. 
and he was over 30. And of course, Tyler wasn't there with the exception of, you know, the one game against Milwaukee and we didn't get to see it. I, I want to, before we get into the more or less thing, because I, I want to go through that sort of one by one. But something we were talking about, Sean and I got into on playback tonight. Your two highest usage guys on the team don't get easy shots consistently. Okay, Tyler, we know, uh, likes to take bad shots. He makes a lot of them. But like that's why when he takes that shot at the end of the game, that one-legged thing, whatever that was, okay, after passing up on an easier one, I'm kind of like, okay, that's Tyler. I, I've seen him make the crazy corner stuff. It's it's or, or you know these shots that are off balance, not necessarily in rhythm. He's a bad shot maker. Like I'm not saying that as a criticism. It's what, and I know I'm going to have the hero stands all over me today because they were. I, I posted something that wasn't even about Tyler today, and they all jumped me. You talk about a bat signal, but. I don't. I didn't get the sense. Uh, I don't. I, you know, those are not bad shots for him, but he doesn't get Alex a ton of easy ones, I guess. Um, and Sean and I were getting into the idea of to be a number one scorer in the league, you have to get cheap points at the line. You have to be able to draw contact and get the fouls for it. And contact doesn't favor Tyler. Like you watch, other, you know, other, you know, two guards contact favors them. That's what they want because then they get N1s. He had an N1 yesterday. He was demonstrative about it, but he doesn't get a lot of them. And Bam, we've gone through this. His attempts inside three feet and inside 10 feet are the lowest of his career. He doesn't get the dunks he used to get. And he's essentially become a mid-range shooter. And he's very comfortable once he gets to the dotted line. We understand all of that. But part of that is, again, with Tyler, I think it's more that he can't get to the line consistently. But with Bam, nobody can throw him a damn lob, what we've discussed. And nobody knows how to enter the ball in the post. And it seems like we're rewatching the highlights. The only person on the team, I used to feel this way more about Tyler with pick and roll, the only person on the team that gets him going towards the basket is Duncan when they run that action. Like, that's when yeah. he got Bam a couple easy looks. If you're two highest usage guys are not getting easy looks like two guards like Tyler get get easy get six seven eight free throw attempts he doesn't get them or bam or centers that are athletic as bam get dunks he doesn't get them like other centers get how can you be a consistently efficient offense when you two highest usage guys don't get easy stuff it's tough and it's tough and and look to be fair the heater one of the best when it comes to free throw attempts when you look at their free throw rate I was just looking at it, I think it was six and um and Bam is a big part of that. Like his, he's actually having a career year in uh, free throw attempts per seventy-five. He's in the ninety-eighth, yeah, ninety-eighth percentile, taking eight per seventy-five uh, possessions. And uh, really, Tyler is at three, which is kind of tracks for where he's been at for most of his career. So uh, Jimmy is, of course, the biggest part of that. He's been elite at that the whole time here. And even that, if I go and check really quickly, I'm, I, it, the last time we had looked, that was down a bit too. It wasn't down too much, but uh, but regardless, the Heat are up there. So I think that's the one place that really helps them supplant all these other flaws in their offense, right? Because, again, they take, I believe, the third least amount of shots or percentage of their shots being at the rim, uh, like, and they also finish at like the fifth worst rate. So that's a really, really tough equation to get past when you're a team that's trying to win a championship, right? Like you said, they don't get a lot of easy ones, not to mention when you throw in the factor that they have one of the worst transition offenses in the league when you're just talking about the way they convert. 
So that's a lot to get over. Luckily, they're very they're pre- they've been pretty consistent. I mean, they have one of the best free throw rates in the league as a team, despite all the missed games from like Jimmy and Bam and uh, of course the others. But like it, it it could be even higher. So I think that is something that makes you feel better about it. But you're right, like Tyler and Bam. I think you know this this uh, usage right that they have this season. I feel like that's the product of everything that people have been wanting to see. You, you you've been wanting to see these guys take that next step in their in their roles whether they're taking on more and more responsibility so that jimmy doesn't have to do as much and we all talked about that like as a good thing coming in and now like after seeing it for a while i'm just kind of over it i'm not gonna lie to you uh and i'm, I'm not blaming it on them i just i it, there's like part of me that that feels like it's going to help uh in the long run because they're getting all these reps throughout the season and I feel like they're going to be able to deal with a lot of different stuff, probably seeing a lot of different coverages. I just don't like some of the habits being formed when it comes to like the shot selection and like settling for stuff. But I, I don't think like, Oh, it's going to, it's going to ruin their season right now. But it's just like, if that comes to bite them in the, you know what, in the playoffs, I'm going to remember the season and like some of the bad habits that were being formed. So I kind of, you know, go both ways about it. Um, People wanted to see their, you know, their roles be scaled up. And I think that's the product of, I mean, the, like, bam, and getting all these mid-range shots and, like, 60-something percent of his attempts from the field being mid-range. That's that's what happens when you put him more on ball. Same thing with Tyler. Like, it's just, you know, they're leaning into their game even more. And like you said, they don't have somebody to consistently feed him easy looks in the paint. So, honestly, all of that stuff that we're talking about tracks with everything we've seen. Like, I... How do you feel about it, Ethan? I mean, I feel like they need a point guard. I mean, that's I I I know that's the I know I I know I know that's the the easy thing to say here, and I know that you're going to say that that's on brand for me because I'm looking at a guy who's 14th on the team in usage okay. as a starting point guard in this team. But I I just think, like you said, if if hey, look if Kyle's not going to take shots, which is what he's still good at, okay, then his responsibility should be making sure that these guys get the ball in their easiest spots. And it doesn't, and again, he didn't play last night. So he hasn't played the last couple. So it's not on him. And they did put up 120 last night. So they did score. We probably should be focusing more on the defense today, but everybody was getting into, you know, what happened with Tyler at the end of the game. But I do think if they had, if they had a point guard that they could rely on to be consistently effective, getting in the paint, probing, creating mismatches, scrambling the defense getting it bent and then you would get you get more dunks for bam and then you would get tyler where maybe he doesn't have to rely on waiting for the screen all the time because there'd be an action that can that that can be created for him i i just i to me i still think that that's a critical weakness for them so that that's where i come i mean he, he can't be 14th on the team in usage behind like he's behind okay. Haywood high smith in usage. can i say a couple of things about this yes so like the kyle thing I'm not mad at him at all for being all the way down there in usage. In fact, I encourage that. And I think, and of course, I, I completely understand everything that we've been talking about forever. Like he he makes the, the amount of money he does. I get it. It is what it is. What I'm saying is he can't create advantages anymore. We all know that he can't get by guys. He's fully an off ball player, a connector, whatever you want to label him as. He should be there. But I, what I really want to get to is just like, when you look at um, the team and their shot profile, it's very similar to last year. Like I said, they they don't get to the rim much. They don't finish well. And again, they're in the top of the league and even higher this time. They're, they're, they're first in the league in percentage of their shots 
coming from the mid-range. And to be fair, they make it at a really high rate. I think they make it the eight or ninth best rate. So if they, you know, hit it that efficiently at that high volume is nice. And again, like a lot of their best mid-range guys have been in and out. So um, I, you can feel good that that is an area on the floor where even though they settle into settle into it too much sometimes, like I said, they're very good at it. So that's one thing you can feel good about with our offense. And the other, the thing that makes me feel a little weird though is like they've been kind of middle of the pack when you look at like where their offensive rating has been all year and that's a little bit worrisome, right? Because they've kind of been on fire from three as a team the whole time. So you would think that them like being like consistently having better nights from three than not, they would have like a nice fluky offensive rating somewhere, you know, along the lines of top 10, it's still middle of the pack. And I think like, yes, I agree with you getting like another point guard who could help with getting bam and others like easier looks would help. And I'm not against it at all. I'm, I'm with that. You know, but um, I just don't know how much it would fix because I don't think it, like a, you know, it would have to be a point guard who who gives who gives you a lot of rim attempts, and you know just drives to the paint a lot in general is is a scoring threat at the rim, gets others involved, also isn't a negative as a shooter and also can defend, and 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 even then that might not solve all their problems. Like they're all the way at the bottom when it comes to finishing as a team. That it's one guy isn't going to fix that. Well, one guy we have seen that's been able to finish on the break when he's uh, just basically gone, and it's funny as we were rewatching playback, what you've said, Brady, about Hawkes is just he doesn't even look for anybody else. He's one on four on the break, and he's just going, and he is the one guy who's got to the rim. So I want to get to him after the break here because I want to get into whose who's usage should go up. I, I think if we had said before the season again, and Brady, you've mentioned this, that Kevin Love was going to be fourth on the team in usage. Uh, and also where he is in terms of games played, I think we would have been like, what the heck? Uh, but that's basically what's happened here. We'll get into some of these players more specifically here in a second. Before we do, want to mention a great sponsor. You know him by now, Water Cleanup of Florida. You can find him at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com, your one-stop water and mold cleanup shop, Water Cleanup of Florida. Michael Robert and their entire team will take care of you from start to finish. They can do the preventative maintenance for you as well if you don't want to rely on the insurance companies after the fact and again if they can't do the job they will tell you they're extremely honest people we've sent plenty of folks to them they've all had good experiences so check them out they're based in boca raton but they service the entire tri-county area wcufl.com water cleanup of florida if you've got the schmutz they got the guts Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, let's get to some of the others on this list here because, uh, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to state this. We haven't seen this team healthy. We probably aren't going to see this team healthy. I think that's where we're at. But the guys who were supposed to be their top four players prior to this season, Bam, Jimmy, Tyler, Caleb, have played a total of 15 minutes together. So how that would actually look when they're all playing, I forgot. <laughs> I remember when Caleb took his leap last year in the playoffs – Tyler was not playing. So it's not even like we've seen them play against the highest level competition together on a consistent basis. Some of Caleb's best games last year were when Jimmy was out. So it's, it's like trying, trying to get a sample size uh, for the four of them is very difficult. But if I was to say to you for the guys who are below the top three, and then we'll finish by talking Tyler. Cause I know that's what everybody wants to do here. Not us, but the, certainly the, the viewers and listeners, if you get past bam, Tyler and Jimmy, and I say, and then, Kevin, who's kind of an anomaly, he's just sort of doing what they need him to do. But you look at the next three, right? So you've got right bunched up together. You've got uh, you've got Caleb, Hawkes, Duncan. They're almost equal. I mean, and they're doing they do two completely different things. The three of them. But who should have the highest usage of that group going forward? I think it's Jaime Hawkes. I do. I, I think that's the guy they have to lean on most, just because of the versatility of the ways they can use him. And here's the thing. Caleb Martin last year, the playoffs, as you mentioned, without Tyler and that and the cre- incredible run he was on was at 15 in terms of usage. And now he's at, what did you say? It was 19. So yeah, like, like, and, and this is very small sample size as well. Like you keep saying that, and it, that's important to note, but I'm not sitting here saying, I think Caleb should go up from 19, like I, or, or even hover around 19. Like I expect, especially when healthy, that's going to drop. And, and I think that's necessary considering the role that you want him in. And then a lot of this is Hawkes has been playing the role that Caleb was supposed to. And now Caleb's kind of, you know, when he has played or when he does come back is kind of the, the floater, like the, the guy that has to linger in a way and kind of pick his spots. Uh, and I think that's important. I think they're going to have to kind of balance that and let him play his off ball role that he was so good at before Duncan uh, or not even Duncan, any shooter, if it's Duncan or max over the last few years has been around the mark that Duncan's at right now. It's been around that 17, 18. That's usually what their shooter is around. And I don't think you want to push that anymore uh, because if then if you start relying on Duncan to that next degree, where now it, it's like you're, you know, they almost do it in his lineups where they're trying to, you mentioned before, he's the one guy that can get Bam on the roll because they blitz and the stuff where him going to the rim has been kind of an add on to, to some of his usage, but I don't think you want to go higher than that. I, I think that's pretty much you want. You do not want to burn that guy out in terms of your, your offensive process. So, Hawkins is the wild card. He is. He's the guy that you can maybe run some more pick and rolls for. He's the guy that you 
you see as the one man fast break, as you mentioned, he's the guy where you could put him in the mid post or move him off ball. Like there's different things you can do there where I think that he's the guy that can free things up. And, and the biggest thing is without Jimmy, because I'm watching him play in these games recently. And I, I keep kind of pointing it out. It's like, he's drawing Jimmy like attention in the paint. Like he gets in the paint and three or four guys are collapsing. And it's like, there are not many guys on the heat at this point, other than, you know, in that grouping that we're discussing that are drawing that attention. They're just not, they're not, they're not being able to kind of uh, have that type of gravity. So you have to maximize that. You have to try to figure that out in a way. So among those three, I think that would kind of be the guy that you'd want to see break away. But the question is, and I know we're going to keep saying this, but this may not become a reality because of the, the injury stuff that we're talking about. I'm going to ask, I'm going to throw the harder question at you. I know you're going to get angry about this because I always throw the hard question at you towards the end here. Do you think that Tyler Hero, because this is the narrative that we see out there from, again, there, there's no in-between with Tyler. There seems to be no nuance. It's like Tua. There's there's one side and there's the other side, and you literally cannot say anything without angering one of the two sides. And everything gets I, – I don't – he's become more polarizing over time, which I didn't think was possible, okay? It, do you think he's taking away from positive usage – for guys like, say, Duncan and Jaime? Is it that direct a correlation? I hate to say it is. It's basketball. If someone is touching the ball, others aren't. Now, that doesn't mean that Tyler being on the floor and playing his game is bad for the team. The problem is, it's just like anything else, right? Like, everything in moderation. I just think they, they, they're they struggling to find the balance. And, of course, with guys out, and specifically with Jimmy out, everything goes off balance. Like, guys... Tyler and Bam all of a sudden have to do this. So, like, I'm not blaming them for for trying to figure out, like, this role while Jimmy is out. They should be doing this. I just haven't loved the results so far. You get what I mean? Like, I don't want them to, to, to stop trying to figure it out. But, yeah, like, Tyler has had a bad month. There's no doubt about it. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he had a very good month next month playing a similar game. That doesn't mean I, I won't still feel a similar way that, like, I wish he played a little bit more off ball. I don't know. Like I said before, if he looks at it as, you know, like he he's he's above doing that, or he, not that he doesn't do it at all, but you know, he, like if he's above doing that more often and be, and making that a big part of his game, like I don't think he he wants to be considered among like the class of like a I don't know like other movement shooters. Like I think he feels like he he's in a better class of player and just all around scorer than that. And and of course that's me speculating and just trying to understand. But I do like I do wish he played a little bit more like Duncan at times. And I don't know that that that's a very extreme type of change. And I don't mean it like I don't want him to try to emulate Duncan. But if he would play off ball more, I think it would make things easier for him and the team. I've said that before. And I think sometimes he pounds the ball a little bit too much in these types of scenarios um, when Jimmy is out. And yes, you, you should try to have more, you know, you should and you will have more responsibility when Jimmy is out. But I don't think that balance has been struck perfectly yet. That's basically what I'm saying. These numbers are totally different in the first half and the second half. I want to credit Jeff Nicholas for posting this up on Twitter today. Hero in 11 games since returning from injury. First half, 13 and a half points, 3.4 assist to turnover ratio, 60.7 true shooting percentage. I mean, those are all-star numbers. Second half, 8.5 points, 1.1 assist to turnover ratio, 46 true shooting percentage. So whatever's working in the first half since he's come back 
it does not work as well in the second half. And and here's where I come down on this in terms of the difference between Tyler now and earlier in the season. I had no issue with his usage early in the season because Jimmy wasn't doing anything. Okay. And Hawkins had not emerged to this point. And Duncan was still kind of feeling his way back into things. But now, even without Jimmy, you have Hawkins who's played at a different level. You have Duncan who's played at a different level. So even without Caleb back, they have more options now. And even we're seeing Jovic, who is obviously a very highly skilled offensive player, has worked into the mix. Tyler doesn't need to do some of the things that I felt he needed to do. And like when he was being criticized the first two, three weeks of the season, I was like, why? Like if, if Tyler doesn't score, who's going to score? But now it feels, and Brady, I'll let you close on this. Now, now I, I just feel sometimes like he is trying to do too much. And I don't want him to be done. And I, this is not pejorative to say be like Duncan. Duncan's obviously elite at what he does. But the point that I think everybody's making is incorporate some of that, Duncan, not, not right, go down right. to that. Right. But see, Duncan has done some of the Tyler things, and he's integrated that without getting rid of the rest of his game. Now I think it's time, I agree, for Tyler to do more of the Duncan things because I think he can be elite at a lot of those things. And I just think there needs to be a trust level for some of the others on this team. And I do think the guy who's going to spike in usage this the, the second half of the season is Jaime. I, I think once Spo gets in the lab and figures out some different ways to utilize that skill set, you're going to see his usage rate climb over 20. The fact that it's at 18 already is significant. The fact that he's playing 35 to 37 minutes a night, okay, and has played every night. But, Brady, I mean, how do they strike? I will close here. How do they strike that balance? Because they do need certain things that Tyler does because nobody else can do some of the things he does. Mm-hmm. But in the second half lately, it has felt like too much. Okay, so a couple of things. Number one, I, I'm not a fan that of the way that the this first half, second half thing has become a Tyler Hero thing. It's a Miami Heat thing. Like, this team has just been very bad in second halves. They're 10th in offensive rating in first halves. They're 28th in second halves. Like, this – and – you could say it's it's a correlation of the fact that Tyler's not playing well and the reason they're they're twenty eighth in offensive rating, but there's I'm looking at these other guys in this team and it's just going down. Ethan, we talk about it at the games that it happened in this past game. That first five minutes stint of the third quarter goes downhill every single game, and I'm I'm just not seeing it being a full Tyler Hero thing. It's it's a team heat offense thing that's happening there, uh, and I think the counter arguments of some of the Tyler stuff is yes. You know, Duncan can step in and, and do some of the stuff that we've seen. And I'm totally, because I've been on board of this for a while, I think they need to make things easier on Tyler. I think they need to put him off ball and let him run off the off similar stuff that Duncan's in just to make his life easier. But they also don't have anybody else to do what Tyler's doing. Like, this, the, the offense, as much as it is a motion offense and they run certain stuff, it's super pick and roll heavy. It just is. And you look around this team, especially without Jimmy, you're like, okay, who, who's who's taking that role? Like, who, who's the guy that's stepping in and taking that type of, even if it's not his usage, even half of his usage, because they just don't have that guy. What, is Josh going to run a, a ton of pick and rolls? Is it going to be... Go back to the handoff roulette. By the <laughs> yeah, way, they're still very good at it. I was just looking at those numbers. They're, like, second in the league in, like, points per possessions and handoffs. Which Tyler could be a part of, which, I, which is why exactly. I, I agree with you. I agree with you that about the off-ball stuff. But, like, to put it all on Tyler that the, the second half thing specifically and also the fact that, like, I think... His role is devalued because of the inefficiency stuff where I think we look at the, after games, you see the inefficiency and you're like, okay, he's the, the quote unquote shot chucker. And that's what you see. But like he's put in a difficult position on this team because he's like the one guy that can, has to be high volume for this stuff to work. And we say it about before we're 100 percent 
they don't have a guy that can get Bam the ball. And that's where exactly where I am with you, Ethan, where, you know, they, even when it was working before the Tyler Bam pick and roll, like it's just, they're not able to get these opportunities. They can't throw the lob. They're not drawing away the drop defender for Bam to have these opportunities. But the one thing they are kind of drawing opportunities with is that Tyler and Bam just being who they are, are drawing attention from the outside. So they're collapsing on those two. And that's why you're seeing this team that's top three and three point shooting. So I think that's the one counter argument to a lot of the usage stuff is that it's the, the high level, you know, the ball being in so much in the hands of Tyler and Bam is like, okay, you need them to be efficient, but they're also creating a lot of good looks, you know, when things are clicking. So it is a, it is definitely a, a hot topic, I think with Tyler. So he's so polarizing that he's going to get, you know, the blame on a lot of stuff. And I, he's definitely not perfect. I think nobody's saying that, especially after the game he just had, I thought there were a lot of questionable decisions and it, kind of adds up to the fact that he had a really solid first half. And then when things went downhill, he started putting up more shots. And then obviously the offense went downhill. So we'll see what happens there. I think as much as we push the the thing about Ken Tyler and, and Jimmy play together, I just think those guys can help each other out so much at this stage. And when it comes down to it, I think Tyler can benefit so much from Jimmy, just getting back to his usual, uh, even regular season role. I'm not even talking about what happens in the playoffs. Like even the, the what was he at? 23, even that 23-24 usage for Jimmy, I think could be just so helpful for, for Tyler to be able to get these easier looks. Because right now, it, it's all on him in the pick and rolls. What's crazy is that, because um, obviously, you know, Jimmy has been upgraded, I guess, now to what? To doubtful. Um, and yeah. uh, and Caleb has been upgraded to questionable, which that that seems to me like we might actually see him on Friday. And then Tyler's put on there with a shoulder issue as questionable. Uh, and Kyle is still doubtful. And it's just this, like we talk about roulette. That's what this is. It's just like who's playing tonight and who are they going to – and just to develop any kind of rhythm that way where guys know how aggressive they should be or shouldn't be seems to me to be almost impossible. And that's one of the reasons I have given Tyler the benefit of the doubt on a lot of this stuff because there are certain nights and certain lineups where it's like, okay, he has to be aggressive, but then he also needs to make better decisions than he made in the second half for OKC. Like both – against OKC. Like both things can be true, and, and I don't think that – again, there, there's stands on both sides of this – and there doesn't seem to be any middle, um, but I will say the one guy who's, whose usage I think is going to increase the second half of the season is Hawkes, and honestly, could be Jovic too if this continues. I, that's the that's the uh, that's the wild card because I don't think Kevin Love needs his usage to be there, and he even wants it to be there. It's just like he's done it because he's been effective at it. They can't and stop him. That's what and, and, right, and that's what they've Right. That, that's what they've asked. In, in a lot of their actions in those uh, mm-hmm. bench units. And those the actions have been effective. Right. Well, because, again, nobody else in tra- can do anything in transition. But ultimately, okay, whether it's with Tyler or with Bam, this team, the priority of this offseason, okay, or even at the trade deadline, needs to be getting someone. It's cute to play without a point guard for a while, but there's a reason they exist. And the reason they exist usually is to make sure that guys get the ball in their proper spots. And I don't think you can have your starting point guard be 14th in usage and also not taking care of the other things. I understand he understands his limitations now, so you know, but I, you need to have more impact from the position. And I just think that's – I think a lot of this comes down to that, and I, I, and I think that's sometimes why you get frustrated with Bam on, well, why is it all mid-range? Or frustrated with Tyler on why he's trying to overcreate. Well, some of this is because, again, they don't have somebody else to divvy that stuff up. So 
That's where I come down on it. Anyway, Better Edge. You always ask me, Alex, what I think. That's what I think. Better Edge, water <laughs> cleanup. Better Edge, use the code 5 on what I said, or 5 reasons. Uh, make sure you guys go to the YouTube channel. Check out uh, Floor's Yours. Uh, Brian Fonseca. I believe Tony Schwartz was on there. Sean Rochester was on playback with me today. I think Timothy Bain was joining them as well. So check that out. We will probably put that on the podcast feed too. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.